You're causing a major disturbance on my time. <laughs> if I'm here and you're here, doesn't that make it our time? The I Don't Know Dude Podcast. I'm the dude. It is game over for game stop. Game up. Game up. Guys. Game start. Yeah, this is a very special podcast because what just happened in the world of trading has never happened before. And we are here with my boy Q. Hello, hello. And my boy Doug Millett. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, he's back. The last one we did was horrible because I fucked up the recording. Sorry about that, everybody. Not my fault. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely Doug's fault. So, so this, what just happened is out of the 15 years I've been trading is by far one of the craziest paradigm shifts to ever happen where it's a David and Goliath. And right now, David just won. Doug, what are your thoughts? Are you surprised that Goliath is trying to screw David after trading for 15 years? Or are we still surprised? <laughs> yeah. I mean, after what happened in 2008... And then, you know, obviously we knew that fraud was still going on for that. It's the same thing. The big guys always win. Wall Street's rigged against the, the little guy. But it's not even that. It's they overcommitted on something that wasn't actually real. Like on this one, they were 140% over actual shares in existence. And then they just kept taking $5 billion and turning it into 50 and just making these bets and not paying the consequences. Yeah, yeah. So, so, let, so let's dumb it down for some of the people listening. I'm sure some of you guys listening have obviously heard about it, but it's a really complicated trading um, maneuver where when a hedge fund goes short on a stock, they're betting that it's going to go down. And what they did, they bet 140% more than the existing shares. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. correct. So that's like unheard of. So someone not unheard of it happens all the time. It's just it's unheard of to the, the day to day day to day trader. Yeah, and so so what happened was these Reddit users found the like the the uh, like the algorithm that they, saw, would, they found the short position that they had, and they saw that that these uh, hedge funds were taking these bets that were to a real like person makes no sense, right? Hundred if. It, if there's only this is all this 100%. is all like Chinese to everybody, like the, to the most people, it, it is it's like so. Basically, what they need to understand is there's an asset when you buy and sell Tesla, you're buying a stock, you're buying a piece of the company, but <clears throat> there's an, a secondary market called the derivatives market that exists in these assets where you can actually bet on the price of Tesla going up or down, and when you do that, you're essentially putting more value into the market. So the total value of the market is not in the you know, billions in the, anymore for the market cap of Tesla. It's in the trillions. Or I think the global derivatives market is in the quadrillions now. But that's all money that's essentially not real until it's cashed out. It's, it's all synthetic. It's all fake money. All fake money. But you know what? Object to the test! <laughs> so much. Because I did, a quick, I, I did a quick in and out trade. I saw a big, huge, I saw a huge dip. And then I... I At the 60s. Um, or was in the 80s? No, no, no I'm saying like w when I saw the extreme volatility go down, I was seeing, we were seeing like 30, 40% swings in like 15 minutes, right? Oh, yeah. This morning, yeah. this morning I woke up, it was 386, I think. No, yeah. so, so, so it pumped almost to $500, GME did, right? And then what happened was is that um, uh, 
Robinhood and these exchanges essentially try to protect their their hedge fund investors' asses and them because it's them, them too because they're yeah. a brokerage account so they're like the middle the person in between that is letting these people double up their money yeah in a sense right so it's like you have five billion dollars in our account we're gonna credit you this for these type of yeah. short positions let's yeah let, let's let's give people a little more like um like backstory scope of exactly kind of what's happening for like for the layman if you guys can. So GameStop, I first heard about this back in July. I had a friend tell me about it. And basically, GameStop is one of the failing retailers, right? So their business model is not working so well when the internet you know, is around. So what they're starting to do is change their business model. And I was reading a little bit about it. They're going to become like a, a store for loot drops where people that are into merchandise from games and comic books will go and get you know, loot in, in store. I heard they also bought an, on-time, an online retailer. Um, so these are changes in their business model that made people start to think, okay, the value of GameStop is going to go up. So people started betting that the value is going to go up last summer. Um, it had a pretty good rise that was still somewhat, I think, based on the fundamentals of the value of the company that, and through fall. And, and then, then they got a new CEO too. And Oh yeah, they got a new CEO as well. guy who started Chewy. Yeah. He was the previous CEO of Chewy. Yeah. The dog yeah. delivery company. And so that's the beginning of the story. And then the position uh, gets found. This hedge fund short, they saw that GameStop had gone up over the past couple of months. They decided to short it. And then the retail market found out, and that's where the battle began between the David average Joe David and, Goliath. David and Goliath. Yeah. It, it, I think this is a revolution I could get behind because, you know, there's been years and years and years of people behind closed doors at huge hedge funds, hedge funds that throw around billions and billions of dollars. And they always, like during the 2008 crash, the only people that lost were the retail investors and the people that get bailed out were the hedge funds. Right. And so now with all this information spreading around like it is, um, they f- this guy, who is the guy that was on Reddit? It was called, who's that one dude that kind of started it? Uh, the guy that's up like $40 million yeah. or something. Uh, it's like deep value. Yeah, yeah. Deep something, deep something value. It's always deep. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and Mike, Mike Burry, Mike, Michael Burry, Michael Burry, who is the main guy in the, in the big short. Yep. If you guys want to some context in this, watch the big short and you can understand what shorts are and all that stuff. I watched it last night and I was object to the text. So <laughs> much. It was so, perfect. it was so perfect. It, it, it made you so like, inspired to uh, be part of this revolution where the little guy is fighting the big guy. But what happened was today, actually last night, I noticed on Reddit, all of a sudden they're like, they're going to uh, ban people from putting in buy orders. Not banned, right? And you can only sell. The stocks were still available on the exchanges, but if you had an open position, you could sell it, but you could not buy any more. And the CEO of Robinhood, I don't know if you guys saw, was on CNBC today talking about why. And he basically danced around the question and admitted that Robin Hood didn't have enough cash on hand to, to cover what was going on. Yeah, exactly. And then the interviewer asked him again, you know, so you basically just admitted that there's a liquidity problem. And he said, no, we don't have a liquidity problem. And then he danced around it a little bit more. So I think Robin Hood's in some real trouble after this one. Big trouble. I think so. And there's going to be congressional hearings, I'm seeing. Class action lawsuits. Class, class action. This is going to be big. And then, so, so the stock tanked today. Yeah. And then it actually... Because, inched back up. Yeah. yeah, well, it tanked because they halted it. And then yeah. later today, they put out another investment advisor or whatever. So uh, what happened is it tanked. Those uh, hedge funds got to exit their short positions. And I think probably still at some loss, but not nearly as bad as it would have been. And because they got a little bit of help from uh, the people running the exchange. But it's again, but they're both, but again, like that's what I was saying. It's like they're also on the 
on the hook for that as well. Cause exactly. Because they're, they're yeah. the ones, basically they're the ones that are kind of fronting that extra fake. Exactly. Fake, not, it's not fake, it's, it's real money, but it's a credit line that they're kind of extending them. It's, right? it's, it's my lucky charms. Basically, yeah, it's your lucky charms. Yeah. It's like if you, get, if you open up an E-Trade account, you can put 10 grand in it or something like that. They'll front you another 10 grand, but once yeah. you slowly get in a margin of, of where you've lost too much money and they're concerned, they'll call in that you have to fill your account with more money yeah. to meet yeah. whatever their percentage it's, is. It, it's, fast, it's so fascinating because now trading became mainstream. Like everybody, I've had people come out of the woodwork and hit me up, like, what should I invest in? What about Dogecoin? And then this whole thing that just happened is literally all arrows pointing to a decentralized exchange. Like um, or a um, a, de- a unregulated market, like you know, like the cryptocurrencies. Right. Whereas, like, there's nobody that can stop the influx of buying a certain crypto coin. There's no there's no entity that can say you can't buy this. Right. And and I think that's what why the crypto rallied a little bit today because people were like, yeah. Hey, dude, like this is where our money is safe. Yeah. And where regulators can't just pull the rug from out from underneath yeah. us. And there's still greed. I mean, no matter what, in a financial system where there's winners and losers, you're gonna have greedy people rise to the top. And crypto markets are not immune from manipulation. However, to your point about them being decentralized, it's certainly better if there's you know, the community as a whole is in charge of the rules rather than some third party that's, you know, behind some Wizard of Oz wall that you don't know who they are. It's true. But it, also, the, but then you again see the new Treasury Secretary, Yellen, and she makes this even a comment that's like, oh, hey, mm, we're not too sure about cryptocurrency because of the money laundering or yeah. all of these. Well, the beauty of it being decentralized <clears throat> is they really can't do that much to stop it. That's true. They that's can... True. They can put regulations in place to get U.S. people to pay their taxes, but they can't stop us from buying Bitcoin. They can't stop us from selling Dude, Bitcoin. Dude, pay, paying taxes is, is like the best problem. Like I want to be in the highest tax bracket and I actually want to be pay, paying the most taxes because if, if I'm paying $100,000 in taxes, that means what? I made 500K or something like that. You know what I mean? Like I want, I want those good problems. And like I don't mind paying a lot of taxes on huge gains. Well, there no. She was saying wanted to get rid of it right so that'd be the, the only tough part with that it would be that these banks and everything's which why is bitcoin's getting so big and cryptocurrency blowing up so much is because these banks are putting billions of dollars in there and doing that yeah right. so, institu- so now they can't do that the institution just started to come on board in, in the past year or so and started and you know it's not an institution it's well, just it's just the field, for the crypto the, cri- the crypto sphere has gotten it, before it wasn't on cnbc really that much at all and then now they have a Bitcoin uh, little widget on the side of their on the side of the TV, right. and then also Grayscale's coming in and they're they're pumping commercials on CNBC all day talking about hey this is a new this is a new way and this is a way to get yeah. into it. So if you're like if you're somebody who has a ton of money on a stock market and you want to play the crypto play, right? Um, you can you can get into Grayscale and they can pretty much be your middleman for that market. Yeah. And now it's introducing so much more. New, so many more new investors that never had access with their existing capital in, in, in these E-Trade accounts yeah. to all of a sudden access a way to buy these, you know, the top 10 coins. Right, but that's what I'm saying. But so like the Treasury Secretary goes, we're outlining Bitcoin. Now all those people that they just got in and, and bumped it up and made it valuable is now less valuable because these people aren't going to deal with it because they can't cash out. Well, I They're think stuck what's, in that coin. I think what's going to yeah. happen is you're going to see regulation. They can't ban it, but they can regulate it and yeah. get people. What they're going to do is uh, most likely is KYC, know your customer, where you have to prove that you own 
you know, a certain yeah. cryptocurrency wallet. So what's going to happen is the institutions are already bought in. Yep. You know, the government's in bed with Wall Street. They're not going to punish the institutions for buying Bitcoin. The people that are going to get regulated are, once again, the the little guy, the retail investors, the Robinhood users that are getting into and crypto. That's what, dude, that's what happened today. Like, I've never been so infuriated where I was like, holy shit, like, the little guy is now sticking it to the man. Was, I loved it. I was, it was like, bleed. so entertaining. Bleed, how bitch, bleed. You know? Yeah, how <laughs> inspired are you? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I, I'm like... I did, I, I'm just in awe, right? Like, it's, it's like a beautiful, like... I don't know. Like it, it's like it's like watching football and just seeing the perfect pass to the perfect perfect play and just ending it, right? Yeah. It's just like this is like it just lined up. Stars and, aligned and, and, and then touchdown. And then, uh, Portnoy today put out a, an amazing video saying how criminal it was for them just to stop this the the, yeah, the it, that's bullshit. The ability to person. So the analogy is um, if you're in the fourth quarter and you're in your fourth down and all of a sudden they and they're, and they're you know they're about to run a touchdown play and all of a sudden the losing team goes nope we're going to add 20 more minutes to yeah. the game and that's exactly what happened yep it was bullshit it's Un- just like fucking real it's, it's just, almost like the 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 losing team said no actually we just get extra points now and you're not allowed to do anything about it <laughs> right but but again like you got like just to be devil's advocate is like the damage that, that these guys are losing because of their negligence is 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 bad, right? That's definitely on their fault. But the damage they'll do to the economy when these big sources of money just kind of like vanish when it's up in this like ether, I guess, of not real money but real money. Like, this is gonna be huge. Like this is gonna yeah. do a lot of economic yeah. damage. I think uh, that's what people are saying. Is some long term investors are gonna pull out some of their stocks because now they're worried about the volatility in the market being exactly. caused by these situations. It's it's there's so many different aspects of it. There's so many octopus arms and so many details you can run down. Um, you know, there's huge names on Twitter tweeting about it. There's, um, people just want to get, this is something I think is actually unifying the country. Like I've never seen before because we just saw Donald Trump Jr. And AOC, yeah. Yeah. uh, agree, agree on something <laughs> yeah. for the first time I've, I've seen in four years. It's bullshit. It's just like, and actually like, this is like one of the first times I agreed with, with AOC. I was like, oh my God, like. We, we've always wanted to kind of like, you know, you know, uh, stick it to the man, but we didn't really want to like punish him through legislation type of, type of, well, we you know, can't, we, we just, want, we, <laughs> we just want, we, no, I'm saying we just wanted a fair trade. Whereas like all of a sudden, can't have that either. All of a sudden <laughs> when, when people are trying to level the playing field, instead of like, you know, trying to punish these hedge fund, hedge funds through in extreme taxation, extreme legislation, this is the best way to do it because now it's essentially like a um, a stimulus check for the little guy that jumped on this train and rode it up three hundred percent. Well, yeah, but you know? that that's definitely true, and 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 that's why I love this so much. Is right, it's 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 the common people just getting just destroyed for years, right? And then finally, these guys get outplayed at their own game, and then like they're literally there's an interview today of this of. One head fund manager coming out and saying this is complete bullshit and they're lying and cheating. They're being and they're unfair stealing. to the wealthy. Exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. like yeah. this is war against the wealthy. It's like, yeah. okay, man. Like, but here, I'll, I'll play. I'll play devil's advocate to that because I've always been a curmudgeon when it comes to people hating wealthy people. I'm like, I'm like, why are you such a hater? of these people that are doing well, that are successful. But that's the card that guy tried to play. Oh, you're hating me for no reason just because I have money. It's like, no, yeah. people don't hate you because you're wealthy. They hate you're you because you're not shit. playing by the same rules. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. So pe- like, people people need to differentiate and carpentimentalize the whole thing where it's like, there's a difference between hating people that are wealthy and then there's people that, 
and hating people that are uh, rigging the game for themselves. No, it's like, the, I've, I look at it this way. It's like, some people suck. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I have no problems with anyone, but when they do something wrong to me or anything like that, like, I'm pretty much done with that person. I'm like, I don't care where you're from, anything. I don't give a shit what value you add. No, you you're, you're not done. my friend exactly. anymore. Friends yeah. off. Friends <laughs> off. Friends off. Friends yeah. You're not off. my friend anymore. By the way, yeah. we're doing hand gestures that are like crossing our arms like, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> Being no. wealthy doesn't automatically make you a bad person, but it gives you vehicles to be a bad person. So it's, if you're bad, you, you can really shine if you're wealthy, which is what's happening yeah. right now. Right. Like things are easy. It's, just, it's like being super attractive, right? Like doors open for you that normally don't open for other yeah. people. You're going to pick the, uh, the evil door or the good <laughs> door? <laughs> exactly. Right? Like, mm, all right, I'm going to take, yeah. take the evil door. No, of course. Like, <laughs> so what's going to happen now? So, okay, so let's say the stock market starts. People start pulling their money out because they're afraid of, the, of what's going to happen in these stocks. So as a bunch of amateur investors, what do we think is going to happen if the U.S. dollar is deflating because there's all this stimulus money, there's trillions of dollars entering the ecosystem now that weren't there before. As people pull money out of the stock market, are they going to just leave it in their bank accounts? Probably not because they're just losing money by doing that, right? So yeah. are they going to put it into other assets like cryptocurrency, gold, silver? This is, this is like the great awakening, right? And, and, and it couldn't have come at a better time um, because... <laughs> All of us have, that have been playing the markets, these crypto markets forever, we know this has been coming. Yeah. You know, we, we've seen this coming for a long time, and I think we're going to um, definitely benefit from it if we position ourselves correctly. <laughs> ASMR. Um, so, so, but what I'm scared of is the people that don't realize that these type of short squeeze bets are an in and out really quick type thing. And then these people who get who are getting in on the top are going to be holding the bag. When say let's say GME goes up to like seven hundred or a thousand, GameStop goes to a thousand, right? There's going to be people that don't realize that like, hey, your exit strategy needs to be executed now. And all these people will be like, oh no, five thousand, it's going to go to ten thousand. It's like, guys, this is your very first time ever investing. Yeah. And for us experienced people, we're like, this is an in and an out quick type that's, thing. Well, you, you learn through experience, right? But, and yeah. the problem, with, I mean, I have no problem with those people, you know, if they're the last one in and they lose some money, well, that's, that's a learning experience. But the, my only problem with it is if they don't, if they're playing by a different rule set than the big guys, and that's the problem that we're seeing right now. Yeah. Like if you, I mean, you just, sometimes you get in late and you lose some money and that's just the nature of investing. I mean, that's how the markets work, but uh if the hedge funds can pause the market so they can get out, that's, that's a problem. Yeah. Bullshit, dude. It's like, what? Like, no. Well, Bullshit. I'm going to bring this to the next segment. You know what really grinds my gears? Uh-oh. Is when I buy something and it immediately goes down. Because I thought it was the best time oh. I thought we'd buy something. And you're like, <laughs> I am so stoked. I am jacked to the tits. And I'm going to buy something. And I feel like almost every single time I push that buy button, it, goes down. it goes down 2%. Just buy sooner. But people don't realize you have to buy something with like a thesis that, that plays out over for years, not days. And that's how you kind of make the, the good money. No, that's, that's how you different. Make that, that's how you make like the safe, the safe well, money. Well, safe. Yeah, yeah, Right? Well, there's like, that's risk. Great risk, great reward. And Low al- risk, and also, low reward. And also... You know what really grinds my gears? Is that people are actually calling are trying to claim these retail investors are the irresponsible ones when actually the irresponsible ones were was the hedge fund that decided to go 140% leverage short on, on GameStop. Yeah, like, that's, not, like, that's, that's not irresponsible. That, that's malicious. Right? It's, like, that's, that's, it's yeah. beyond that's irresponsible. Knowing, they have literally quants. Like these guys that are just 
made of math. Like they just see, they breathe, they eat math. And these guys crunch all these numbers, make all these like different schemas and, and like different like algorithms and things like that. And they know exactly what's going and they know how far they can push it and they continue to do it. So now, like so said, now housing it's, market it, all over. So again. now it's been pushed with no check. It's been like every single time they've no, been checks able, coming. They got to yeah, pay yeah, these. You yeah, got to pay these. Debts. I'm saying so now for the first time ever, the people checked them hard, right? For right. the first time ever, this subreddit, the Wall Street Bet subreddit, when I uh, joined it, I think it was like a week and a half ago, and I was seeing all this stuff going on. I was like, no way. I was like, all my fundamental investing experiences, do not touch this shit with a 10-foot pole. This is just 90% be, yeah. of it, <laughs> right? don't touch it. 90 like, don't 10% touch of it's good. Here, and, you found the 10%. You got to know how to filter through the BS. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doug knows that and very well. <laughs> so but then the Reddit exploded from like 1.8 mil to it's now over, Two and four, and a half. It's over oh. 4 million people on the sub now. Yeah, oh, yeah. wow. And then, but they shut it down. No, they shut down the Discord. But the the reason why no, they, they, no, they shut it down. No, the reason, Reddit too. No, the reason they why they made sh- it private. Yeah, and they brought it back to public now. Yeah, no, the reason the why pe- pe- yeah. when they shut it down, they thought they got shut down. What actually happened was is that the moderators had to check had to, had to catch up with the new influx of people, and every single time you refresh that Reddit subreddit, it was like it was a shit post after shit post after shit post of every single new person saying the same thing and it, and it was just getting out of control every minute there's there's five new posts this, this kind of so, sounds like the excuse that discord gave for just taking no, no, down the no, server no discord <laughs> no discord was a legit takedown no but, i know but it, but i'm yeah. saying the reasoning behind it i'm yeah. just like that sounds like bullshit yeah uh, it's just like so when when, when when reddit went down people was like oh my god they're f- regulating their free speech fuck this and then when they went back up they were like hey guys they're like we had we had to pump the brakes Make sure we're within the uh, user agreements of having this sub and playing by the rules. And then they got a new moderators. They got they got more. They got better bots to regulate. No, they got they, yeah. That's what I'm saying. This was this is because it was fucked, right? Yeah. All this shit's happening. Like they put in these. I think personally, put in these moderators that are like better suited to covering their asses legally in case any of these like. Any 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 company comes after them for like, oh, you're the one who started this, and Absolutely. this is yeah. because yeah. it's it's just like, and that's like I completely understand it, but I'm like, that's bullshit. It is. <clears throat> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is fun. Yeah, NPR. Yeah. <laughs> um. So the reason why we call this the I don't know dude podcast because like honestly, like what do we know? I don't know anything. Right. Either. Like the dumbest but, person but I know. We all kind of collectively are now all on the same team with millions of people. Like we never have before, and and they also really don't know what they're all doing all doing as well. But the beautiful thing about it is there is a collective, you know, um, like people are coming together to to make a difference in some sort of some in some way. They're coming back to get all that money that GameStop took from remember the years. That's the best. That's the funniest thing to me. On like a more lighthearted note, is all these millennials that tried to sell you know their games to GameStop for pennies on the dollar over, Dude, over it's the crazy. years. They made it all back plus ten times more in one trade. Yeah, it's like uh, I have my Xbox. I just bought this. We'll give you two dollars uh, and a couple of shoelaces. It's like what the fuck. Well, I'm going to buy your stock in ten years. I'm going to shoot it to the moon. Like, how did GameStop not see e gaming coming? They should have pivoted into e-gaming. Same, same thing with Bet, uh, Blockbuster right? and Best Buy. Yeah. Like, but, but know, but all these I, are just crumbling to these. I think that's just like basic negligence from some sort of like old, old. Oh, that's my bird. Sorry. It's old guy thinking. No, that's Doug. Don't I, lie. I, I think that's, that's like, Doug. That's He's big, getting aroused. That's basic <laughs> negligence from most of these CEOs from this old guard where they don't have new ideas and they're not in tune with what's coming. No, no, no. They, they have new ideas. They just don't listen to them, yeah. right? Because they definitely have some like, Young blood in there 
and they're like, hey, we should really do this. This is a move we should make. And then they're like, no, no, that's not how it works. It works by business deals and handshakes. Yeah. It's like, well, they, okay, bro, like, where's your meme page? And they got, a, <laughs> they got a new leader in there now, and now they're one of these retailers that's decided to adjust to a new market. Like exactly. Walmart's one as well. Walmart's moving to online sales, Jeez. and they're doing better. GameStop. Sorry, Drew, can you move my bird into the bathroom? Fourth, fourth member of the podcast over here. Yeah, oh, hey, yeah. bird. It's my entourage. <laughs> He's my bodyguard. I love it. Actually, people have commented. Um, they're like, hey, uh, put the bird on the podcast more. Okay. Yeah. It just shits on the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> it, actually, actually, all day long, um, because of these boom microphone stands, it flies around the place and lands on him. Like oh, I bet perch. he loves it, dude. Yeah. He loves my head, too. He pops on my head a couple times. Yeah. His this, oh, he's been in the cage. That's why. Um, <laughs> so... We've we have a uh, we have a stock chat going and we're all in it. Inclu- Drew's here, by the way. Drew Browder, he's, my bodyguard. He's, yeah, he's we only, have, we, only, we only have three mics going, but Drew's in the studio and we're all in the stock chat. There's about what 35, 40 of us in there. It's at it the limit of whatever iOS allows. Yeah, I don't. Exactly. I think it's thirty or something. Yeah. And uh, and we're on, we all we're on nuisance limits, baby. Yeah. Nothing. And we all share this information. Like we probably do hundreds of texts a day through each other. Sometimes it's going off, sometimes it's not. But this chat is lit, and it's been super lit the last uh, couple of days. Yeah. And we've been seeing memes. We've been seeing like screenshots of the craziest tweets. Well, it's funny because like there's a bunch of us in there that have been following Wall Street bets for years, and then you know we've known about GameStop for the past few months. So watching the thing unfold, like I feel like most people in our chat are not involved in those trades because we're all kind of like afraid of what's going on with the situation exactly. but i think everyone's been cheering it on because they're just oh, like yeah. rooting for these I'm people there. yeah yeah Send it, it. that's uh should we pull up a couple of those crazy things that were sent today on the chat like uh some of those memes or some of those um like those one-liners that people have probably a little behind right now sucked into work today but also uh, yeah. yeah i signed a non-disclosure so i can't really talk about it either well let's the people that are listening, that's get to know you guys a little bit. Like Q, like you work for Netflix. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and describe like your your um, your job title there. Um, so I do product management basically. Um, and right now I'm working on more uh, user e learning and things like that to help uh, explain and get more user interaction with our tools for internal and external sides. So and I work more on the media entertainment side, so basically all of the IMFs and colorists and sound mixers and things like that. And uh, basically, I'm just kind of helping take them from using old analog technology and bring them into the cloud, which is very difficult for creative people because it's they're used to this, they like it, they're comfortable, and it's an unexplored space. And some of the niceties aren't actually, don't follow through all the way up to the cloud, but it's much easier. You can work from home. Yeah, Q's a, <laughs> Q's a smart guy. Kinda. I have my moments. <laughs> yeah. And Doug, describe your... Um, I'm a product manager as well, like Q, actually. Um, I'm more in the startup world right now. I'm working for a startup called PopDog in the esports and gaming space. Yeah, uh, more gaming and streaming. And we're basically uh, uh, building out tools for streamers to improve their communities and their community interactions and, and monetize their communities in a way that they can't really do on Twitch and, and other platforms right now. Dude, you guys might be the two smartest dudes we have on this podcast yet. I don't know the the <laughs> eight foot guy, eight foot tall security guy you had on. You called in one time on one of your podcasts. Oh yeah, that, that was, guy that, sounded that was pretty hard. smart. If yeah. I was smarter, I would have bought more GameStop. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was too scared. I was. I'm a chicken shit. I'm just gonna say it. 
I'm sure people have the same emotion I have where like sometimes you try to position yourself in the best way possible to, to get in front of these big pops that happen in the market, right? And sometimes you feel left out. And a lot of people FOMO into these huge moves. And I've done yeah. it. You know, we've all done it. We've all seen something go up. We're like, I don't want to miss this. And usually- Graph, we, baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. It's up to, it's huge up today. But like for the, for the, for the little guy that's listening- um, you know, what's some like, what's some like beginner tips you can like, you, some like, you know, some wisdom. I would say no matter what you do, pick a strategy and stick to it. That's the first piece of investment advice I ever really got. And I've found that to be so true. And your strategy, you know, if you're younger and you have a little bit less money and you want to make more, then you can be higher risk and you can make riskier plays like buying GameStop. Yeah, no, um, I always said this. I, so when people are in their 20s and 30s, I heard uh, this one investor told me, he goes, he goes, the reason why you're able to take a lot more risk than these people with huge Roth RAs and like retirement funds because you are going to get a lot more paychecks in your life exactly. in the future than these people who, have, are, who need this money to live off of. You have less to lose. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when you, you, know, you start out with five, ten thousand dollars $10,000, even less than that, whatever it is, you know, if you lose that much, it's not going you know, to end your life. But also too, if you play it right, that ten thousand can turn into forty or fifty. Yeah, it's just like going to Vegas. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. but like, yes, but your odds are better. Yes and no. But if <laughs> maybe, you, it, like if you get a if you get close to a good crew of people that actually you can bounce ideas off of, and yeah. you guys all have this collective like agreement of knowledge. That helps a lot. Like you, yeah. our stock yeah. chat has helped a lot because I'm I bounce ideas off of it and people say yay nay, yeah. or you just see what other people are seeing before the train leaves the station. And even and that's you, a kicker. If you don't have people in your life that are interested in it, you just go to the internet and you find communities on there where you can learn everything you need to know. Yeah. You can find that community that will help you learn and uh, you know watch some YouTube videos, watch some tutorials, right. and just do the basics. Exactly. Yeah. Or you look up this one. It's called the Greeks. Right. Basically, it's for options. It just kind of gives you a nice. Um, formula to kind of show you what how to look at a good stock. Dude, I've, I've been trading for 15 years and I still, I like 40% understand options. You're right. So like, let's, let's try to, can you guys explain to the people that are listening exact kind of like what a short is and like what an option is and so stuff. basically I, my understanding of it is still pretty limited as well when i like my strategy for options trading when i when the rare times i do it is i only buy calls i'm only betting on things to go up uh, because if you look at the way the market's been in the last few years most things really only go up you have a much better chance of betting on something rising um but basically a call is you're betting that a stock is going to go up and means that you have a right to pay a certain price for those shares and it's the same but thing the, in but the reason why the calls and the puts they accelerate a lot more because um, you, you you can take a smaller amount of money and it can accelerate more than just buying the common stock. It's leveraged, yeah. Yes. So you're getting like a 10 times leverage. Depending and also too, though, you can lose to infinity and you can win to infinity with calls. Well, well it depends. Yeah. yeah, well, with calls, you there's only so much you can lose if you're just buying calls. But there's there's other things you can do where I think if you, it's like selling a covered call increases the risk. I can't remember. There's There's... Yeah. Like I said, my understanding is still pretty minimal. Like I said, of it. like you guys listening, like you're not supposed to understand all this stuff. Like just people, like we all have been trading here. All, every one of us on the mic here have been trading for a very long time, and we 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 study this stuff. And 
people like ourselves, we honestly don't understand it fully ourselves. Yeah. And there's a lot of people getting in the market today because it's becoming, it's almost like pop culture, yeah. which has happened. And I'm afraid that there's going to be a lot of people holding bags and FOMOing in. Well, now's a good time to get in because if you look at the market over the past year, you could have bought anything. You could have bought gold, boomed. stocks, Bitcoin. You could buy any asset and you would be up right now. And I don't think that's over yet. But people need to be careful about over trading when they first start. Isn't that called and selling is, too isn't much. that called gambler's confidence when like you've been winning yeah. so much you feel like you can't you can't lose type of thing? That's true. Yeah, but that's- if you look at the stock market over history, it pretty much only goes up. I mean, throughout history, if you're a long term holder and you're just betting on you know big blue chip stocks yeah, in the if, stock market, if you zoom out, if you zoom out enough, then eventually you know if you hold long enough, you're going to be up. But you just have to not get emotional and, exactly. and panic. That'd be I was going to say that'd be my advice is don't get emotional. Like don't don't trade on something just because you like it. Trade on something because you found you did your due diligence. Right? What like does Warren Buffett say? Uh, buy when others are greedy and sell when others are fearful. Or, or I think I missed that. But. Because the visceral emotional response it's tough to most trades is when people see things go up, they want to FOMO in yep. and buy, and when they see things start crashing, they panic and start selling. Me, yeah. on the other hand, object to the test, and I just want to fucking pour everything in. That's <laughs> <laughs> always a good strategy, too. Just all in on something you have no idea about, just see what happens. Dude, I've been, I've literally been in the car with Richard, and he's just, anyway, I was talking to him about some stock or cryptocurrency, something like that, and he goes, Oh, that's sick. Boom, pulls out his phone, pops in, buys a big trade. Was he so, driving? Uh, what, he, I he actually, was not, we were at a, we oh, okay. a stoplight. We, we do not break rules. Oh, but he was behind us. the wheel, though. No, I've actually yeah. made. Maybe, uh, maybe 30 or 40% of my trades <laughs> while recall. I've been driving. <laughs> but uh, not driving. He was not, it was a, he has a Tesla, so it auto drives. Dude, so it's fine. one of the best trades in my entire life. I was turning left on a Crenshaw here in like in the South Bay, if you know what's up. Um, the Bay? And uh, all of a sudden, I saw one of my stocks that I, um, I was, I've been, it was like a penny stock I was like kind of following, like a hawk. It's called Liquid Metal. Okay. And there's this new amorphous alloy. Erectile like Terminator 2? Yeah, it's, a, it's, so I follow it like a hawk. And I always, yeah. I, and I recognize the patterns for years I was following this. What are was, these patterns? It's like up, the down, the up, oh, the okay. down. Like you, you recognize when something is oversold and you recognize that something <laughs> is overbought. And I was waiting for this moment for almost years where the stock I know that uh, was a, on the precipice of getting a contract with Apple for to you know make the amorphous alloys for so, like the new iWatch or like the mm. uh, the new glasses because these type of alloys can only be in this type of things. So There's a big rumor. It's one of those big bets, like a big like a bio. Um, They're gonna like, get the contract. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you know, like, like, like or if yeah. like Novavax is gonna get the 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 COVID vaccine. Yeah, he's getting the contract. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but like a union what happens thing. before it gets cleared is a lot of speculation and a lot of volatility. But most of the time, that's already so. That's one thing I will say. Most of that speculation that most people hear is already factored into the price. Yes, like when trading in any stock. But yeah. if you have the ability to create your own theories before the street hears about it, and your yeah. friend starts texting you about it, is usually the, the good time to get in. But when also too though, when you get into charting and you've studied charts a lot with with a lot of um, whatever stock you follow. Only invest in things that you know. Don't invest in things you don't know because you're going to get wrecked. But I was no, turning, risk. Yeah, <laughs> I was turning left, and while I was turning left, I executed the order, and then it was for the by, wrong And by stock. the time I got home, I was up fifteen percent. <laughs> by the time I got home, because I knew this bounce was an artificial sell off, 
And I never seen a sell off like that before. And like I said, sometimes the best trades are the ones that you just go with your instinct hmm. and just like invest what you're willing to lose, but also just like like grow a pair of balls and and just do it because if you're gonna be like, you know, I only have five hundred, I'm gonna do it. Well, if you get a double, if you get a hundred percent, if you get a you know, a straight double, that's you're gonna make five hundred off your five hundred. A double off of five thousand is five thousand. Yeah. Right. So people don't understand where, you know, if you're gonna make a position on something and you wanna yeah. make some actual legitimate, you know, uh, not life changing money, but like enough to change and make you comfortable or that you can sell off of and like, and use start a position with a good amount of money. You know what I mean? Don't diversify 5,000 10 different ways. I always recommend like take your first 5,000 and make the best bet you can possibly think of. Take the cream of the crop and, and you know, don't do a Boeing, don't do whatever, do an Apple. Apple is a cream of the crop, right? If it, Tesla last year, that was, that was a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Up ten next now. Yeah, two months. Yeah, but I was yelling at my dad to buy Tesla when it drip, dipped below a hundred dollars, like three or four years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. But what was crazy? I was yelling at my dad to do something I wasn't willing to do myself. Yeah, and I it's regret. A lot easier. Yeah, I regret not making that trade. So I now have this new like rule where I don't tell people to do what I'm not only doing myself. It's a good rule. When I, yeah. when I post on Facebook, I go, hey, chain link, chain link, chain link. And, and they're like, well, should I do this? I'm like, well, I'm in. If I'm in, then you're in. And, and you know, if I'm not going to tell you something that I'm not do, already doing myself because it's kind of a cowardly thing to give financial advice to other people that you aren't taking yourself. Oh, and the other thing to note there That's is fair. don't take financial advice from anyone. Take it, but then do your own research. Yes. Don't ever blame anyone for, you know, saying you should have bought something and then you bought it and you lost money. You should always do your own research. Is is there um is there any memorable trade uh sorry, I can't even talk today. It's okay. <laughs> you look great. Are there, you are look there great. any memorable trades that you did that you can remember that you either learned off of or something that was like that sent your that like kind of like Made you like go, wow, this is, this is. I mean, I have a few. The ones I've learned the most off of are when I lost money, you know, when I first started out. And I just usually I was over trading and trading too much. And I mean, when Bitcoin first came out uh, and I started getting in and trying to trade and make money off trading, that's when I, you know, I learned that that's not the way to do it. And that's just an asset that you buy and hold. But then ones like GameStop, you know, maybe you don't buy and hold. Maybe you just get in and out quickly. But the more you um, do it, the more you learn over time. Yeah, I did the opposite. I, uh, I think it was like maybe 21, 22. I took my entire life savings and YOLO'd it into <laughs> Bitcoin. Uh, and then I, I actually made profit, but uh, smart. But uh, it was definitely a terrible idea. Um, well, there are tweets from people saying, Holy shit, I can't believe Bitcoin crashed to $2.90. Oh, yeah. Right? There was people that, oh, yeah. there was the guy that spent like uh, 10,000 Bitcoins to buy pizza back when it first came out, like the first year. Oh, <laughs> yeah. God, that's people awesome. that have lost thousands on, you know, but hard dude, drives. Hi, dude, hindsight is always 2020 and yeah, Monday yeah. morning quarterback quarterbacking is always going to wreck your brain. Oh, dude, yeah. Oh, yeah, never get in the thought process of, oh, you know, I should have bought more because, yeah. you know, you, you could have bet on the Super Bowl winner too, but you didn't know it at the time. Exactly. Right. Yeah, we woke up. Also, too, though, a lot of people listening probably don't understand the tax implications of coming in and out of a trade within a year compared to like yeah. capital gains, weeks. baby. It's real capital gains. In there. So if you if you trade in a short amount of time under a year and you buy and sell assets within the time span of a year, 
you get taxed on your marginal tax rate, which you know is 20, 30, whatever percent. Yeah, yeah. Biden's going to make it 43. Uh, for the highest for, uh, bracket, not for I us. think. Yeah, yeah and then us. if you add California on top yeah. of that, it gets close. But um, but, but yeah. if you live in California, you actually get extra fucked. Nice ten percent on exactly. top of California, it. California, New York, not the a weather good place tax, baby. Yeah, it, that's a good. But don't move to Texas. Don't move there, please. <laughs> but yeah, so so like, what was one of your biggest learning experiences? Like you know, I, like you said, that, that, that great was a, learning experience. That was a really good point, experience. though, Doug. That you said like the ones you lost, some you learned about. Yeah, because I. When uh, in 2017, 18, I learned from Ethereum where like I got it at like $14 and then it went up to like 80 and then it went down to like 60 and it went up to 120 and it went down to 80 and then it went up to 130 and then it went down. And I started thinking, I was like, Mr. Know-it-all. And I was like, whoa, okay, on the next big up, I'm going to sell out. I'm going to sell. And then the next big down, I'm going to buy. And then what happened was, and then what happened was, (laughs) yeah, I ended up, what happened? Ethereum went up to like 240. I was like, sell. I was like, it's gonna, it's gonna dip so hard. I've, I've been watching this for months. I know it's gonna dip. And then went from 240 to like 380. And I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. Like, oh, wait, where's the dip? Where's the dip? Where's the dip? And went from 380 to 560. Yeah. I was like, fuck, where's the dip? Where's the dip? Where's the dip? And then went from 560 to like 800. I was like, yeah. I, 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 you and so many others. Yeah, and then, and then so I YOLO'd in, and then all of a sudden it dipped. Yeah. Like I said, right when I pushed the buy button, it yeah. started dipping, and then I lost. But that was a learning experience. It's like, don't try to be smarter than the market, because the internet and the market is always going to win. The market will always wreck you. And day traders, people think they just start reading charts all of a sudden, they could be Mr. Day Trader. It's like, sorry, guy, there's people that have been doing it for 10 years. If you clear 8% in a year, you're a god. It's pretty good. Right? Yeah, I remember this experiment, but there was a bunch of humans and a bunch of monkeys, and the monkeys pointed to a stock. And, the, and, and uh, I remember the study. What were the monkeys' names? The, do, you, do you have the names? Uh, Q was Rumpelstiltskin. Shit. <laughs> I thought I, it was 50 bucks, man, okay? And you know what? And you know, and you know what? The, the monkeys, half the time, would beat over these super experienced Traders. Isn't that what uh, Portnoy did? I, I think last year some of the uh, big you know financial analysts got mad at Dave Portnoy, the Barstool guy, because he was like, "I can point at any, I can pick any ticker randomly, and just put a hundred thousand dollars on it and make money." And some guy got so mad at him for it. But sure enough, last year the market it. was so good that you could pick anything and it would go up. And he was making money just pointing like a monkey, basically. That's where it gets scary, man. Like if 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 once these kind of like ideas go around, hell, oh, shit, that worked. Everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, that's gonna work for me." Yeah, and then. YOLO their life saving. Like, it's yeah. not that, that. And then suddenly you're, you're the last one in and you think you're a genius, oh, but oh, oops. God. <laughs> and yeah. everybody thinks they're a genius when everything's going up. It's like, yeah. it's like you're a genius now. Do you notice like the stock chat gets super quiet when shit starts going down? People are like, well, that's usually the funniest time because yeah. everyone's yeah. like in their collective shared pain, but it's all, it's all in good fun because I think like most people. I feel like the people here, at least we've learned how to manage risk over time, right? Yeah. That was another thing Warren Buffett said that was really smart, I think, was uh, it's not so much about making money as fast as you can. It's about limiting your losses mm-hmm. and finding yeah. out how to stop, you know, limit those losses when they come around. Yeah. Um, let's end this podcast with our best advice in the next couple of weeks when it comes to the current environment. I'll start it off. My best advice, I think what we can do, if you, want, if you want to try to be that smart day trader, I think in the next couple of weeks or so, the Wall Street Bets Reddit is going to find a new target, right? And if you are honed in to the new it pop culture type trade, 
and you can follow that micro trend before it pops and everybody starts jumping on, I think that would be maybe a good one or two day trade. I'm not saying buy and hold. This is a really risky thing for a lot of people. But if you want to get in and out and and play that game and feel like that big guy, I think if you can find that micro trend that's happening before that micro trend goes from one to two, two to four, four to eight, eight to 16, if you can get it in the like two to four range before 16 goes at 32, 64, 128, you know what I mean? Yep, if you can yep. find that micro trend before everybody else jumps on, I think that's probably my best call at this moment when if you want to uh, get crazy with like a couple thousand bucks. Like that's mine. Do you have, do you guys have a um, have like a mine is don't be greedy. So maybe you do get in one of those trends early and you double your money, and maybe you sell and then you feel bad because you could have you know got four times instead of ten times. You're still up. Don't feel bad. Always remember that it's better to to make a little bit than lose a lot. Yeah, hundred percent. I would just say just be rich. It's much easier. (laughs) (laughs) Kodersky or you mean like wealthy? Uh, Ooh, that's a tough question. You know, honestly, just flip a coin and figure it out. Guys, this is our this is our in-house Jew. This is this is whoa 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 whoa. whoa. He he is he like where is he? And he claims to not be a financial advisor. I'm definitely not. But give me your money and I'll 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 triple it. No one can eight percent's bullshit. Don't listen to him. I'll get you thirty. Is it? <laughs> Give me your lucky charms. Yeah, lucky charms too. And I'll take those. Anything. Bitcoin, so, crypto, man, you just send it. So, like, take this advice with a grain of salt. It, risk take mine to heart. Risk what you're willing to lose. But if you're going to get into some long plays, I recommend something like an Apple. I recommend something like an Amazon. No, I would, if, do, like, I would like, be different. I would get like a future, like not, not futures, but in a sense, like, energy companies or something like that that pays dividends whoever's listening don't listen to these guys do your own research yeah definitely do your own research but like what i would do right now is just like especially now at times are a little bit tougher is whatever money you can spare 50 whatever bucks put that aside every month and then buy little small like uh energy firms or things like that because that's going to be a big big booming thing clean water like uh is going to be another thing yeah like power like electric vehicles obviously stuff like that where they pay off dividends and you can just let it sit there so you're buying the stock, it's sitting there, it's, you're either gaining value or staying neutral, and then there's things called dividends um, that pay out, uh, different companies pay them out different, like four times a year, twice a year, whatever, um, and then just find some there and just let it grow and just keep kind of turning that into itself and let it sit there and forget about it, and then five, ten years, the, that's your kid's college fund or house payment or something. So I think... Everybody says diversify, diversify, diversify. Right? I mean, diversify. It's Everybody says that, but I play. think the old guard of of buying and holding for ten years has kind of like has kind of fell to the wayside recently, right? Where like people, yeah, but this is a little bit different because it pays dividends, right? Like you yeah. want to find some stocks that and dividends. Okay, like today, Apple reported yesterday, and and however much you had of Apple, they're going to give you uh, the percentage of how much you hold, yeah. right? So. I always say if you have a million dollars and say a dividend pays 5%, that million dollars, every time they pay out, it, you're going to make $50,000 from a million dollars. So essentially, if you have a million dollars, you can, you can live off dividends. 
Like that's kind yeah. of like a, weird... a lot of people do that. Yeah. yeah. And, and then they reinvest that money from those dividends yeah. and other things. That's what I'm saying. So these days you just reinvest in that same one and it's just small amounts of money. So it'll just grow. Right. And yep. if it doesn't, it doesn't. I, I have a good small. tip. So one of my, one of my favorite things I did in the past couple of years, I signed up for acorns like three years ago yep. and I have every single time I spend on my debit card, it is safe. I spend Rounds $9 and 50 cents. It takes that 50 cents and rounds it up to the next dollar and it, it tucks it away. And then I put a 2X marker on it. So every time it, it, it takes that 50 cents, it's going to take double that. So it's going to take a dollar. And then I also make it automatically take $25 off every week. And then sometimes I just throw money in. And actually, you know, I'm an artist. I, I, don't, I don't have a, a real job. Like I see ups and downs like no yeah. other that can ever explain. So yeah, I, need, I need these types of things. So when I have down times where I need to float myself over over a, a span of time that um, can keep me be in the creative mindset and not worrying about finances and paying my rent. Uh, these type of things are a nice backstop where it gets you to take risks and make that investment you always wanted to make. Um, so Acorns, for everybody listening, guys, is a really cool thing that you can do that you would, it's an account that you don't see. It just happens in the background. And all of a sudden, you'd open it in a couple mo- in a couple months, and you'd have like a thousand dollars. Do they invest it? Is it in some index fund you or something? Yeah, yeah. And, so, and then you can you can like set EFT. You can yeah. set that. You can set your account to be super risky or super low risk. Gotcha. And uh, I have mine at super high risk, and yeah, like gotcha. you know, and mine's mine's been accelerating. And I would open it up and be like, "Holy shit, I have all this money!" Because every time I bought a sandwich, it went into the savings book account because right. I don't like savings. Like every single one of my savings goes into uh, stock market plays or like crypto. Yeah. Um, so that's a safe way to play things, guys. Oh, actually, this is one more thing. If you have a 401k and your company does 401k matching, definitely max that out. It's 100% worth. You can do in the current tax bracket and tax laws, 19500 and max that out because it's completely... Yeah, it's, it's, it's literally it's, free money. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's free, free money from whatever they match. And on top of that, it... Shit helps you with your taxes as well of it, and it's completely not taxed. It reduces your taxable income. So yeah, if you're exactly. making $100,000 a year and you put 10K in your 401K, now you're making to the government 90K a year. Exactly. So okay. like, definitely have these things set up So, so well. those are all good tips for being safe and being super like- Being smart. Old school. Okay, so now let's get, okay, let's get fucking crazy. Oh no. You always ready? Oh no. Let's say someone- He's staring at me. Let's say someone- He's not breaking you, eye Let's contact. say someone gave you a $100,000 check right now and they had a gun to your head. They say- Put this hundred thousand dollars into any any investment you could possibly think of right now. Where would you put it? Every single dime. Dogecoin, <laughs> the Q retirement fund, and I would just go to Fiji. <laughs> no, but but for real though, because my pick if someone gave if someone had a gun to my head and say you need to put this hundred thousand dollars somewhere, my 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 just my, one somewhere, just one thing, just one thing. I have a hundred thousand dollar bill, and that's it. And and you had to put just it in one, one place. Bill. I would put it in Chainlink. I would I, maybe I think, that or uh, property somewhere. I put in. I do property. No, no, no. I'm talking about like I'm talking about like market investing, not like assets, right? Oh. I'm talking about just totally off the wall, super irresponsible. Ooh. If you were to YOLO your oh. entire cash position into something right now, where would you put it? Carnival Cruise Lines. Hmm. <laughs> Honestly, hmm. I'm not. I'm just half joking, but no, that might be. It, it could might be back My grandparents yeah. have been on probably I think 40 cruises. Like we, whenever we get on the cruise ship, <laughs> they go, uh, "Would you like to have uh, lunch with the captain?" And my grandparents, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, 
<laughs> I would say Bitcoin, Ethereum. I would go. I'm I'm a crypto fan, so I, I think like Ethereum. I think this is the year of Ethereum because all those hedge funds that poured into Bitcoin are going to now know to know that like Ethereum is the play that is actually going to be that Ethereum is the engine for the smart contract uh, decentralized right. uh, market, which we did a whole podcast on, which you lost. I know <laughs> the entire thing gone, <sighs> gone, gone. <laughs> All gone. What, 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 Q, what would you do? Shit, like, that's tough, man. What, what, what's the craziest thing you would do right craziest now? Craziest thing? Um, can I invest in a country and run it? Or can I just buy some small country? <laughs> no, you, no, that's an investment. No, it's not an asset. No, that's no, an I'm investment. Talk, I'm talking about out of stocks and crypto. What would, what would you throw $100,000 at right now? That's a tough question. Fuck. Richard. Um, yeah, I know. I know. I know. I, I don't want to say Link, but... Um, Probably, I, I, you know what? I'll do graph because that one's Ooh. even there and I, I really believe in it because it's... So, so graph, guys, is, is the indexer, the Google of smart contracts. Yeah, basically, basically it's Doug, like... Doug knows this one a lot. Yeah, yeah Doug get, knows a lot about yeah, it. Yeah, it's little. essentially a, an indexing system for smart contract queries. So like if you... I don't really want to it's explain like smart contracts, search. but it's basically like if you want to query the Ethereum network for smart contract date transaction data, used to, that used to take a really long time to do. It'd be hours very expensive, days. also. And now what they're doing is indexing that whole blockchain. All you need to know is basically you can you you can Google you can search the Ethereum blockchain as quickly as you can Google something now. And before that that wasn't there. And I love I love Graph because it's literally the the use case is there. Because you don't, want to, you don't want to invest in something that doesn't have a real-world use case. You want to invest in something that has tangible use, Use right? cases, and that's the thing. It's an infrastructure it. piece, meaning that it's not some niche thing. It's, it's being adopted across the board because... It's it, like Google Suites. It's a, it's a layer of the network. Like, and exactly. this, is, this yeah. is pretty new, guys. This just came on the market like a couple months ago, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, use my referral code. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm a... Object to the test! Oh, whoa. Where can we find you guys on Instagram? Ooh, um, it's Q E Lewis. That's it. it. Uh, at D M I L L underscore T T. Doug there's an at, There's an at in front of mine as well. Oh uh, yeah, there's an <laughs> yeah. at. Yeah, dude, thanks guys. I really appreciate it. Like this is cool. I hope everybody listening got a little, a couple cool like insights and learned a few things. Don't listen to us. Yeah, this is not. We are financial, not financial advisors. Not we financial. are stupid. Yeah, this, well, Doug more than us. It's but. the I Don't Know Dude podcast, dude. We really honestly don't know, but like Nothing. we are trying to be relatable people. We're not like famous people. We're just trying to relate to the average person and give average advice from all the collective knowledge that we have together. Dude, I just and met Richard at do. Denny's. That's it. Yeah. I was <laughs> having moons over my hammy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, guys, follow us on uh, on the internets uh, on I Don't Know Dude.com. We're on Instagram at I Don't Know Dude Podcast. Uh, just tell your friends, just share because, dude, we recently just hit 100 out of the, uh, the podcast rankings in the comedy category in the US. Million. We just reached 156. Ooh, Should have told some jokes then. We weren't funny. Well, no, but, but it's good. Turn on be, a camera. We'll yeah. make people laugh. <laughs> but, like, thank you guys. We really appreciate you guys sharing with your friends and everything because we are climbing the charts on these national ranked. Uh, uh, you know, podcast charts, and I'm like through the moon. I'm super stoked. Our hard work is finally paying off, and people like you coming in this podcast, sharing, and like you know, just being relatable is means a lot to me. And you guys are the shit. I love you guys. You, happy to be here. Thanks for yeah. having us. Yeah, I'm not. I wasn't happy to be here, but now I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So we're over and out. Yeah.